0: Sovereign Grace Chapel, located at 135 Annabelle Lane in Beaver, West Virginia, invites you to listen to a gospel message concerning Jesus Christ our Lord. Like to follow along, I'm going to be in Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And I really, really hope this is a very familiar piece of scripture passage. Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. For all, and every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. I'm just going to stop right there because I could keep going. I don't know if I've said this before here or not, but even if I have, I'm going to say it again. Jesus Christ is not a wannabe Lord. He wants to be Lord, but you won't let him, is what I mean. He is not, Jesus Christ is not a want-to-be Savior. He wants everybody to be saved, but you won't let him. I've seen signs to that effect. On the side of the road, Walter's seen the same sign. Gilbert, West Virginia, right on the side of a bridge. A homemade sign. Let Jesus Christ you. Well, who's stopping him? Who's stopping him? Because he is Lord and he is Savior, whether you know it or not, whether I know it or not. And Jesus Christ is King, is Lord, is Savior, and he has redeemed and sanctified and justified and reconciled, reconciled and saved all of his people that the Father gave to him. And here in Hebrews, he tells us, Paul tells us, or the writer of Hebrews tells us, how he did it. How he did it by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. That for all's in there, and that's okay. But it's once is the word. There's only one sacrifice because every priest standeth daily ministering and often offering oftentimes. Multiple sacrifices, which he called for in the Old Testament, which can never take away sins. But his one sacrifice took away sins. That's what he's saying. We are sanctified through the offering, set apart. We believers chosen in him from before the foundation of the world are sanctified. And that word, sanctified, is in the past tense. Now, I looked it up in the Greek. I'm not going to go into it. But this word, sanctification, means being made holy. That's what it means right here. Now, it does also mean being set apart. But I'll tell you this, folks, being made holy, you're set apart. <laughs> you are set apart. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. No man did it. He did it. And that's the title of my message, Paul. Salvation by Christ. Salvation by Christ. This separation is through the offering. What? He made. He made. This is not progressive sanctification. Once. Once. What did it say? Once. We are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. There's nothing progressive about this sanctification. Now, I do believe wholeheartedly in growing in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But that's not progressive sanctification. That's you growing up. Trust me, folks. If you're as dumb now as you were when you were 12, I'd have some bad thoughts about you. I sometimes feel about as dumb as I did when I was 13. But I'm not By his grace, he has enabled me to grow in the grace and knowledge of him. And it's his gift. It's not my work. It's his gift. Oh, this is not progressive. This is, as I said, past tense. Past tense. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. Understand, we're sanctified by his sacrifice. We're sanctified by his offering. And his offering and sacrifice were not toward us. They were toward God. He goes on to tell us here. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice, for sins, forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. This is one of the most wonderful things that I've ever read. I remember reading this for the first time because it said what? By the which will we are sanctified through the offering. And then you get down to verse 14. It says by that same offering. There's only one offering. Once. Once. He hath perfected forever Them that are sanctified. Them that are sanctified. Oh, my. And you know what? That word perfected, that's in the past tense, too. That one offering. That one offering is past. He's done it. He's not doing it again. Read Hebrews 6. There are people who want want Christ to sacrifice again. No, not going to happen. There's only one offering for sin. He has made it. This man, the Lord Jesus Christ, he offered this offering, this sacrifice. What? The Lord of hosts is his name. What? The Holy One of Israel is his name. And the Redeemer is his name. The Redeemer is his name. You understand? After he had offered, what? What? After he had brought his offering to God, past tense again, that offering was for a specific purpose. That offering was for a specific purpose. What? Sanctified through the offering, but this man had offered one sacrifice for sins. Oh, wait a minute. Not even that. Forever. Forever. What's that mean? Perpetual. That's what it means. Perpetual. There's only one sacrifice for sins, and it is forever. And you know what? That's exactly what I needed. And that's exactly what you need. That one sacrifice for sins forever. Oh. There was only one. There was only one sacrifice and offering of his blood. There was only one sacrifice offering of his body. And he brought this offering. We don't bring it to God. It's already been brought. Instead, isn't that glorious? It's done. What's the song? It's done. The great transaction's done. I am my Lord's and he is mine. Oh, I like that. I do. This offering was for a specific purpose. The covenant purpose of the father and the son what did david say the lord hath made with me what an everlasting covenant not only that is ordered in order and sure oh in what in all things Why? in all things what but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God. You understand? This is—I just thought this when I was sitting there. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, and Walter, you mentioned this. It's just to the word, "It is finished." That's how it's translated. You understand? Jesus Christ said, "It is finished." He didn't say. He was finished because he's not finished. He's not finished. Right now he is seated at the right hand of God. And what's he do? He ever liveth to make intercession for those he made this offering and sacrifice for. It may be finished. And it was. He finished the work the Father gave him to do. His sacrifice, his blood was shed. Willingly ably, and on purpose. Now those took him with wicked hands and crucified the Lord of glory, but it was done according to the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Why? For this offering to be made right here. In Hebrews it tells us. There was only one sacrifice and offering of his blood and he brought the offering. And this offering was for this purpose. And also, written here in the past tense, one sacrifice for sins forever. Forever. Oh, I like that. I said it. It's perpetual. This is the only offering f- for sins that the Father accepted. And I'm going to say that past tense, too. Because he's seated at the right hand of the Father. He sat down. Oh. Oh my, let's be clear. It's his offering. It's his offering. It's not your offering. It's not your offering. It's not my offering. It's his offering and he's already offered it to God. His body was broken for us. His blood was shed for us. It does say that. But here's the thing no man except the God man had anything at all to do with this offering Amen. That's right. the God man only why he was worthy he was worthy he was and is the well beloved son of God 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 announced it from heaven hear ye him hear ye him Untouched by human hands except his holy hands, this offering was offered to God once. Mm -hmm. And what happened? We are sanctified and we are perfected forever in him. Not in ourselves, in him, in Jesus Christ, the one who offered it. Matter of fact, John chapter 20 and verse 17 Jesus told Mary Magdalene, who was the first person to see him risen from the dead, he said, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father and to my God and to your God. And he did. And he did. This offering was totally and completely between the father and the son. Now, it concerned us. We are sanctified. We are perfected forever. But this offering, this sacrifice, was between God the Father and God the Son. We had nothing to do with it. Salvation is by Christ. Salvation by Christ. He, Jesus Christ, finished the work that the Father gave him to do. Matter of fact, In Hebrews chapter 9, let's see, verse 11, excuse me, but Christ being come and high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption. And it says for us. And you can leave that part off. It is for us. But here's the thing. There is no other redemption. And he's already obtained it. And he obtained it what? By this offering by which we are sanctified and by which we are perfected forever. Oh, my. That's good stuff. That's good news. Our part in redemption in the our part in redemption is zero. None. Redemption has already been obtained. And it's an eternal perpetual redemption. Our sanctification has already been obtained. We are sanctified. And that's also eternal. And we are perfected forever. Also eternal. And how? By the offering of Jesus Christ to the Father. Not by what you do with it, but by the fact that he did it. Now, some people find that hard. Well, that's your problem. I'm sorry. I find that is to be gracious. I find that to be the grace of God. Amen. Because I can't do anything. The scripture's clear. Somebody told, uh, who was it? Um, Henry was saying it on the message this morning. He said, somebody told Charles Spurgeon, he said, well, there's there's salvation in this book somewhere, so I'm going to dive in until I find it. Well, I'm going to tell you something. There's salvation everywhere in this book. And it's all in Christ. And none of it, none of it is in you unless he put it there. Unless he put it there. Jesus Christ finished the work. He became a high priest. He was the high priest, and he still is. He entered, what does it say? In In chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood and goats of blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place. What? Having obtained eternal redemption for us. What's that mean? He entered and he obtained. He entered and he obtained it. And he entered that holy place by his own blood. Christ is our salvation. Salvation is of from the Lord. He obtained eternal redemption; therefore we have eternal redemption. What does that mean? Perfect perpetual redemption. Oh, I like that. Well, in him, in him, not in ourselves. Not in ourselves. This flesh is just as flesh as it always was. But in him we have eternal redemption. We have. Now, let me be clear. I'm just going to give you four things. I'm not going to keep you long. There are things we do as believers. I'm not denigrating that. I'm not throwing off on that. I'm just going to mention four here in particular. Number one, we hold to the Lord Jesus Christ. Believers do. Number two, we joy in Christ Jesus. Number three, we trust Christ's blood and sacrifice offering to God. And number four, we believe by faith of Jesus Christ in Jesus Christ. Now, those are four things that we do. But here's the thing. We do those four things by the working of his mighty power. We don't do them in and of ourselves. We don't work it up to where we believe in Christ or lay hold on him. But these things we do because God works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, I want to be plain. I'm not denigrating these four things at all. I glorify God because of them because he's given them to me and to you if you know Christ. But here, these things are necessary. They're vital. This book tells us. We are to believe the gospel. It's not an option. We're told. We're we're actually ordered to believe the gospel. But here it is. These things are necessary. These things are vital. And these things are the right thing to do because Christ said so. But here's the thing. We hold to the Lord Jesus Christ our holding To the Lord Jesus Christ Does not save us Christ saves Christ saves Joy, your joy in Christ Jesus Does not save you It's Christ that saves Our trust in Christ's blood Offering Sacrifice Doesn't save us He saves He saves Our faith our believing in Christ Jesus through his faith, which is his gift, and he's the creator, the author and finisher of faith. Our faith doesn't save us. Christ saves. Christ saves. Understand, if you look in Hebrews 9 and 10, you'll see these things. He took away the first that he may establish the second. Talking about covenants. He entered the holy place by his own blood, with his own blood, and he obtained in the holy place eternal redemption for his people. Salvation is by Christ. We, his people, are sanctified, what? Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once. Salvation is by Christ. He had offered one sacrifice, for sins, forever, and he sat down. And by one offering, he hath perfected forever them that he sanctified. So you understand, he offered, he obtained, he sacrificed even before that, and he perfected forever. He sanctified. He perfected forever. Salvation is by Christ Jesus alone. We rest in him. We believe him. We are saved by him and in him alone. And this Lord, this Jesus Christ, is my salvation. He is my salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ. Here's the thing the only people who actually ever come to know any of this are sinners. Are sinners. That song John Newton wrote, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. My yoke's easy, my burden's light, and you'll find rest for your souls. But if you're not laboring, and if you're not heavy laden, You're not going to come. He came to save sinners. He came to save sinners. Here's the thing, folks. He did. He did. He did save sinners. Oh, my. Here's the thing. We are utterly and completely dependent upon him. That's it. We are utterly and completely dependent upon Jesus Christ. Because salvation is by Christ. His sacrifice, his offering, his sanctification, his redemption, and his perfection. Oh, I like that. Revelations 1.5 puts it this way. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth. Here it is. This is a beautiful thing. Unto him that loved us. What? And washed us from our sins in his own blood. Oh, my. Salvation is by Christ. Salvation is by Christ. He made us holy and complete in himself by the one offering of himself, God. And we are, and this is a this is this is just one of them, oh my thoughts, it's like, whoa, sanctified and perfected forever in his eternal redemption. And it's all his gift. It's all his gift. What? To everyone that the Father gave him. And he's given it out. And matter of fact. The beautiful, one of the beautiful things, he actually lets us know this mm-hmm. so that we can rejoice in him. Yeah. We don't rejoice in him like we should. We don't rejoice in him as much as we should, or as often as we should. But oh my. Believers have cause for rejoicing in Christ Jesus because he is our salvation. Our Heavenly Father, we are thankful again for this place, this time. And Lord, what you've given to us to be able to gather here together, to try and preach your name, to hear of your gospel, your glory, and your work and your will in this world and in our hearts, in our minds, and in our lives. You have given us so much we don't understand. We don't know the depth or the height of all that you've given to us or what it took to gather us all together. But we thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Be with those who would have been here but couldn't for hindering causes, health, whatever. Help them. Bless them. In your son's name we ask and pray. Amen. Amen to God the only wise our saviour